This is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! Far off path! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a lot long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Pompey's 2023-2024 League One campaign is just 21 hours away. You join us here on the Footblower 93.7 Express FM as we preview the Blues' first game of the brand new Skybet League One season. On the show tonight, myself, host Jake Smith, alongside Andrew Barney Barnard and Brooks Medley as we discuss what is set to be an exciting season in the third tier of English football. Between now and 7 o'clock, we want to hear the thoughts of you back home. 81400, the number text if you'd like to get in touch. Include the word express at the start of your messages. You can tweet us using at expressfm. Visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Email sport at expressfm.com or visit our brand new ExpressFM app, which you can download from the Apple app and Google Play Store, as well as the thoughts of myself, Barney and Brooke this evening. We're also going to hear from new signing Ben Stevenson. You say the word Portsmouth, this is a no-brainer. Absolutely massive club, everyone knows it. And when you get the chance to come and play for a club like this, it's just, like I say, it's a no-brainer. Uh, jump to the opportunity and uh, I'm really excited to be here. And we'll not only be previewing Pompey season, we'll also be discussing some redevelopment work that's been happening around Fratton Park over the course of the pre-season break and discuss the potential promotion rivals who will be looking to come toe-to-toe with John Messino's side as the lure of the second division of English football awaits. The championship is the ultimate prize for each of the 24 teams in this division, but only three can be successful in achieving that goal. Can Pompey get it done at the seventh time of asking? It all starts very, very soon. A very good evening and welcome to this, the eve of the return of the new EFL season. You're listening to 93.7 Express FM and this is the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Yes, a very good evening. Welcome to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can view live timetables and also updates and bus stops and routes in your area. Serving the Great Waterfront City of Portsmouth and across the South Coast and through Hampshire as well. So this evening we are on the eve of the football season as far as League One is concerned anyhow. There is one game kicking off tonight at Hillsborough between Sheffield Wednesday and recently relegated Southampton in the Championship. That's nice to say, isn't it, for once, isn't it? Southampton in the Championship. But at the end of the day, that is where Pompey would like to be. So we can't brag too much. And I've got two uh, Pompey voices on the show tonight to get through the next hour or so to discuss what could be and preview what we hope to be a successful season for Portsmouth Football Club. A seventh attempt 
to get out of League One and into that second division where our arch nemesis Southampton find themselves in. Joining me this evening, welcome back to the show. It is Andrew Barney Barnard from 4 0 written all over it. Barney, a very good evening to yourself, sir. Very good evening to you. Thank you for having me again. So we mentioned there, the football season kicks off tonight, as it quite often does on a Friday evening. There's one televised fixture on Sky Sports. They typically start off with the Championship. It is at Hillsborough between Sheffield Wednesday and Southampton. It's not a game we're going to focus on, but that is what's kicking us off tonight. The League One scheduling starts tomorrow. Twelve fixtures altogether, um, all kicking off at three o'clock traditionally, of course. How great is it to be able to say football is finally back? Yeah, it's it's so so good um, for those like yourself and I that try and get to as many games as possible. You in a fortunate position to be working. Um, it, it's it's something you look forward to all summer. Absolutely, it is indeed. And joining us also on the football hour this evening, making his debut on the show, uh, Mr. Brooks Smedley. Brook, very good evening. Good evening, Jake. How are you? Yeah, let's do that. Thank you. Pleasure to, to have you on. Thank you very much for coming in tonight. Um, so, yeah, just really touching on the fact that football season is back. We, we mentioned it on the Football Hour on Monday about how actually I, I feel this pre-season's gone quicker than any other in recent memory. I'm not sure if that's because COVID has halted things in previous seasons. Maybe other summer transfer windows. Pompey have been a bit slow with their business. Do you feel that maybe the... The excitement that seems to be building amongst the majority on social media, at least in regards to the transfers, the works at Fratton Park, has made this summer go just that little bit quicker. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look back at the last pre-season, I think it was only recently we was making our first signing. So it was a case of now this season we're getting signing every couple of days. It gives you that little bit of buzz to look forward to, doesn't it? It does, absolutely, indeed. Um, Right, moving on then. Tomorrow's game, Bristol Rovers at home. Barney, uh, the, the big talking point from this one, if you look at the the opposition perspective, is Joey Barton, which quite often is the case when it comes to a Joey Barton team. He, he's always in the media. He, he's always got something going on about him that makes us talk about him. Um, he won't be at the game tomorrow at Fratton Park. He's carrying over a suspension from last season. And you look surprised, but I don't know why, because it's Joey Barton. I, I had missed that. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a curse or a blessing. Yeah. Um, like, like you say, he sometimes likes to put his his own foot in it himself. He he almost seems like he enjoys it. He does it so often. Um, but you know, we beat them twice last season. Um, can't think of many teams we did the double over last season. So it it does leave me confident. Yeah. Interestingly, as Barney sort of touches upon their brick, and it's a very good point, would this benefit Pompey going into his first game of the season not having Joey Barton at Fratton Park? Because in one respect, his his presence can try to rile up the Fratton Park crowd and they, they can maybe get on our backs and whatnot. But in the same regards, he can also swing that Fratton Park crowd into into being more buoyant and actually getting behind their team to ensure that his team aren't successful. Like Barney mentions there, last season, he got wound up. We, I'm not going to say the word because it's not fit for air, but it's, it's, that's the kind of character you want in the opposition dugout, so you, just, you can just get under their skin. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is with any sort of team that has Joey Barton as a manager is if he's not the one doing the winding up, it's usually a member of his staff. Hmm. They've all got the same sort of mentality. I think if you see... Um, I think when Jose Mourinho was manager, it would always be him up first on the touchline and then he'd come back and then another one would go up. So it's something they must instill in their coaching ways. Yeah. 
Um, before we do come on to preview tomorrow's game in greater detail, Pompey, of course, kicking off the Skybet League One campaign 2023-24 at home to Bristol Rovers. Three o'clock kickoff at Fratton Park. We're going to hear from one of Pompey's newest signings. We heard from a couple of them on Monday night, and now we're going to take a listen to the interview held with 26-year-old Ben Stevenson, who was Pompey's sixth signing of this summer transfer window. Why did you choose to make the move here? Yeah, no, thank you. Um, to be honest, you say the word Portsmouth, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely massive club. Everyone knows it. And when you get the, the chance to come and play for a club like this, it's just, like I say, it's a no-brainer. I uh, jumped to the opportunity and uh, I'm really excited to be here. What excites you about the challenge here? Uh, just that I know. I mean, the ultimate aim is for the club is they, they want to they want to get promoted and that's something that matches my ambitions. I mean, I'm not a young player anymore, but I've still got the same hunger. And if anything, I'm hungrier to, uh, to still keep, uh, achieve more. And uh, yeah, I think this is the perfect place for me to uh, hopefully go to the next level. Now we're going to jump into a bit of trivia early on here. You made your senior debut against Portsmouth for Coventry back in 2016. What are your memories of that one? Yeah, I remember that uh, quite clearly. Obviously, everyone remembers the debut. Uh, it went on. It actually went to extra time. Probably didn't need that on my debut. Uh, legs took a bit of a battering, but uh, yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, both support from both fans back then was it was really good. It was only a cup game and uh, it was early rounds, but it felt like a proper game. And I remember the Portsmouth fans making a lot of noise, and uh, yeah, it was it was a really good game. I enjoyed it. You mentioned about the, the Pompey fans there. How excited are you at the prospect of playing at a, a packed out Fratton Park when the season begins? Yeah, really excited. Um, I've never I've played here before, but I played here when it was uh, uh, COVID, so there was, there was no fans and I was a bit disappointed at the time. But I um, spoke to people about who have played and they said, yeah, it's a great atmosphere, really good fans. Yeah, I can't wait to see what it looks like. So after your stint at Coventry, you obviously came for the, the youth ranks there. You, you made your debut there. You went on to join Wolves. You went out on loan to Colchester. And then you spent some time in Spain. How did that one come about? Yeah, so um, obviously from Coventry, I went to Wolves. And uh, it got, um, I was sort of at the stage where I weren't quite ready for the first team, but I weren't, uh, was probably past the stage of under-23s. So they had a um, sort of a feeder club out in Spain. Um, and they sent a few of the uh, few lads like myself who were in the same position out there. And uh, yeah, I spent half a season there, played uh, almost every game there. I was, and I think uh, it was a really good experience. I was still only young and uh, I think it, to get that sort of experience that young was good for me, not just on the pitch, but to learn how to be sort of independent off the pitch. So yeah, it's all experience that's helped me now. Now let's talk about you as a footballer. What kind of central midfielder are you and what would you say are some of your best attributes? I think I'm more, um, I like to get on the ball. I like to, to play football. But over the years I've sort of learned how to uh, sort of mix it up when it's needed, obviously. Um, yeah, I think I'll keep things ticking, uh, try to pro progress the team forward and uh, break up the play when I can. And uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably the job uh, that I've come here to do. What do you think you can add to this midfield unit amongst all the players that we've got in there at the moment? Yeah, obviously there's already a lot of really good players there and hopefully I can, what I bring, just add to that. And uh, 
yeah, I mean, like I said, there's already really good players here. And um, yeah, coming here to just add and uh, hopefully uh, it brings more success on the pitch. There we go then, midfielder Ben Stevenson arriving at Pompey uh, on a two-year deal with an option for a further 12 months should him and of course the club agreed to extend that. Uh, after that 24-month contract arriving from uh, Forest Green Rovers, Barney, a familiar opponent from last season, relegated to League Two of course, but we've got them on Tuesday night away from home in the Carabao Cup again it's not a game we're going to preview but because we're mentioning Ben Stevenson it's one we're going to quickly touch upon um, many Pompey fans were actually quite glad to see the back of Forest Green Rovers in all due respect to them it's not let's should we say the best of away days um, but we're going back there on Tuesday night how do you feel about that? Yeah I think it's probably the kind of draw you would have liked to have had early on in the season you probably want a nice game where you could look at it as hopefully a comfortable progression to the the second round of the league cup um i was there last season at forest green and yes the day the weather was horrendous um the football was not much better mm. um but we came away with three points yeah. um it's not the easiest ground to get to and definitely not the easiest ground to get away from so uh, at least for any fans that didn't make it last season it might be a little bit easier to get there this year yeah that is, that is a game of course we're going to touch upon in greater detail on monday's edition of the footblower so do uh, stick around and tune in for that one uh, on the subject of signings however though brooke going through the 12 that john Massino has made uh, so far uh, will norris of course becoming signing number one collis shaughnessy christian sadie terry devlin anthony scully ben stevenson we just heard from there jack sparks gavin white cassini yengi reagan paul abu kamara uh, the one and only Loney of the 12 so far and a goalkeeper Ryan Schofield uh, how would you assess so far John Bacino's transfer window I mean on paper it looks very good doesn't it I mean you can only it's a very hard thing to judge because you don't know how that team's going to be playing until a couple of games into the season so all the signings on paper look good they look exciting um, and just a little bit of that unknown factor as well really makes it a little bit ex, not exciting but different word yeah uh, it, it makes you anticipate. Yeah, that's come, it. I mean, it? The, the the likes of Yengi and Devlin, they're they're raw. They're going to have a lot to them that I think is going to bring a lot of excitement to the fans. Yeah, and and in a way as well, that that's a great advantage to Pompey Barney because it means that potentially other teams in this division we come up against, as as Brooks mentioned there, we we anticipate seeing them play because we don't know necessarily how they play. Cassini Yengi played in, played in the A League in Australia, the other side of the world. If we're being honest, none of us have probably seen them play. Likewise with Terry Devlin, but that also holds a great advantage to Pompey because neither of any of our opponents so far. So, sort of hidden weapons in, in that respect. Yeah, I, I feel like we we ourselves could be that unknown quantity this season. We've got so many new players. I feel there's got to be some gelling time. I feel like we've already seen some of that with our pre-season results. They've they've not been the best. However, um, Massinho has been quite. Uh, prominent in saying that a lot of the games were about getting minutes in the legs getting the fitness up um so that i guess we can play that that high pressing game and the possession game that he wants to play as well um i feel like with that many new players many teams are going to come and face us this season and, and not be entirely sure what they're going to face because we've got so many options now yeah so 12 signings altogether, Brooke, and only one of those is Aloni Abu Kamara uh, from Norwich City. We saw a bit of him on Saturday last week against Bristol City in a friendly at Fratton Park and looked like an exciting young player. But really, the, the context of this question to you now is one Loney out of 12 is something that Pompey fans have really been screaming for for a couple of seasons, not relying on these lone players. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd probably put myself in the category that I'm not sort of too opposed to lone players. I think I see an analogy someone said that you can have a fantastic roast dinner, but it's the trimmings that make it. And the lone players are essentially these trimmings. You you need these little pockets of players that are coming in young, raw, hungry. I understand not having a lone goalkeeper because that is a key area of the field. You want your defence and the goalkeeper to be your most surefire area. Yeah. So if that's changing year on year, you can't get no togetherness within the team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that comparison to, to the roast dinner. <laughs> it's made me hungry, but... Yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, from from Pompey sidings to um, to Bristol Rovers sidings, of course, Pompey's opponent for this opening day uh, fixture, Barney. Um, we, we've gone through the sidings. We've discussed about the fact that there's only one loney out of twelve. The kind of sidings that they represent as well, in respect to the, the kind of Richard Hughes kind of signings and the 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 ideology he's brought into Fratton Park since his arrival from Forest Green Rovers. But Bristol Rovers now. Eight signings this summer. They've had a decent transfer window in terms of the quality they've brought in. Uh, Tristan Kramer, Matthew Cox, James Wilson, Luke Thomas from Barnsley. Fantastic uh, midfielder is he. Matt Hall, George Friend as well. Plenty of experience. And uh, and Giovanni Brown as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a great transfer window for them. And it's it's kind of thrown that aura of, again, we mentioned with, with the players with Pompey have signed this summer transfer window and Yengi and, and Devlin. But we don't quite know how Bristol Rovers are going to perform this season. Many might tip them to be at the bottom half of the table, but actually they've got the quality within that team and the experience to maybe push on for higher things. Yeah, I don't I don't think they were the worst team we faced last year by any stretch. Um, as I'm sure Joey Barton will be the first to tell you, they were probably lucky at times to have come away with no points against us last season. I mean, that second goal um, from Colby last year was infamously uh, about five yards offside. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually one of the meltdowns I could get behind. There we Joe go. Barton. That was fair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was a it was a fantastic meltdown, and his his interview on a on a radio station afterwards was mm. was beautiful listening um, for any non Joey Barton fan. Um, but yeah, <laughs> as as a team, there is some good signings in there. There's yeah. some really solid football league players. Um, there's some players with, with with fantastic qualities. So we we can't be going into the game absolutely sure that we're going to get three points we've got to take them seriously but as I said sort of in the same respect with Pompey it's, it's that early in the season anyone can be an unknown quality absolutely right we're going to hear more from both Barney and Brooke in just a few moments time we also want to hear the thoughts of you guys back home tuning in as well at Express FM on Twitter you can text your name and message to 81400 starting with the word express email sport at expressfm.com find us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live and a fifth new way to get in touch this season is our brand new Express FM app you can download that from the Apple app or Google Play Store you can send us a message via the app and even send us a voice note as well. We've got plenty to get from the show tonight. I can't promise I'm going to play any of them this evening, but Monday, a fantastic opportunity to send in your voice notes over the weekend following the game at Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon. Afternoon, Get in touch with your reaction. We quite literally want to hear from you, so do take advantage of that feature on the Express FM app. Right, when we do return in just a few moments' time, we'll have more from myself, Barney and Brooke as we turn our attention to the League One table and the teams that will be looking Looking to rival Pompey to secure promotion to the championship this season. So don't go anywhere and join us right after the break for the return. It's part two of the Football Hour. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7.
Express FM. We know entertaining the kids can be tricky at the best of times. That's why Stagecoach is here to help. During the school holidays, up to four people, maximum of two adults, can travel with our Portsmouth Group Dayrider for just £5. So that's your travel sorted. Now you just need to decide what to do when you get there. Special offer tickets are only available from the driver. Cash and contactless payments accepted. Leave the car at home and enjoy a day out by bus. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back. You join us here for part two of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. You can visit their website over at stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide to you. Well, it's a very good evening because it is the eve of the new Football League season. Well, it's actually the day of the new Football League season because there's a game in the Championship tonight concerning one of the teams from down the road. But in terms of League One, and as far as we're concerned in regards to Pompey, it is like Christmas Eve. We've got two very excited fellows on the show tonight to to, uh, to preview not only Pompey's season, but the, the League One season as a whole. Um, Barney... It is the eve of the new season, and we, we spoke about it briefly in part one, but you do just feel a bit like a kid on Christmas Eve, don't you, when this day comes around? Uh, absolutely buzzing for it, yeah. Um, Major, I've got the day off work, so I can enjoy <laughs> it fully. Um, maybe uh, a, a beverage or two will be consumed before the game. Uh, it's not you, you don't always get to see all of your football friends over the summer, do you? So it's, it's nice to catch up with all your mates. Ooh, football friends. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be Tom at all? Uh, I will see Tom, but I mean, I did see him in Spain. You might have. Oh might have yeah, seen. of course. Yeah, uh, Tom and uh, Tom and Barney and McCrew uh, spotted in in Malaga or near Malaga for the uh, the Pompey preseason friendly. Good game that Europa FC or, or not such a good game. Uh, I would say probably the best thing about the game was the fans. Yeah. Um, anyone there will know when I say about Manuel. Um, yeah, it was it was a good good atmosphere, <laughs> fantastic fun, um, an amazing experience to be out there with the team in Spain for a few days. Um, yeah, definitely something I've got to do again because that's the first time I've I've seen Pompey play abroad. And if you've seen the pictures from that pre-season trip um, uh, for the game against Europa FC out in Spain, plenty of Pompey fans, as you mentioned there, Barney, going out to support the team. Fantastic support for a pre-season friendly. Um, well, what, a couple of thousand miles away? A couple of hundred miles? No, I'm not good with my mileage. It's got to be at least a thousand or two thousand. Uh, I think Tom said it was something like two thousand miles, but I, I could be wrong with that. I, I, I didn't do my research. We'll, we'll drop it now before it gets embarrassing. Um, but <laughs> anyone on Twitter at Express FM, if you were in Spain for that game and you have any idea who Manuel is, let me know because I haven't got a Scooby. Um, right, um, looking at the League One table for for the season, of course, at the moment, Brook is this alphabetical because nothing's happened yet. Uh, Barnsley top of the league, Blackpool second. We're looking at the teams now alphabetically. You've got Barnsley, Blackpool, Bolton. Bristol Rovers, Burton Albion, Cambridge United, Carlisle, Charlton Athletic, Cheltenham, Derby County, Exeter City, Fleetwood Town, Lake Orient, Lincoln City, Northampton, Oxford United, Peterborough, Port Vale, Pompey, Reading, Shrewsbury, Stevenage, Wickham and Wigan Athletic. Uh, gone for it alphabetically because that's what I can see on my screen. Uh, starting off with the, uh, we'll start off with the four teams coming up from League Two, shall we? Um, of course, uh, automatically promoted. We had Leighton Orient, uh, Northampton, and Stevenage as well. And then, of course, via the playoffs, we had Carlisle United. Um, a couple of those teams have done a, a fair bit of business over the course of the summer transfer window, notably. 
Steve Evans, Stevenich, who have signed all three of the former Thompson players from Pompey, uh, Louis, Nathan and Ben. Um, in for a bit of a treat, maybe, our Stevenich fans this season, the first, first year back in League One. Yeah, I mean, you can say a lot about Steve Evans as a manager, but he always seems to get his players ticking along. It's got that similarity to Joey Barton, how he, he gets them working. They may not be playing the nicest way of football, but they're playing football and they will churn out results. Stevenage versus Bristol Rovers will be an entertaining game this season. I can promise you that. I'd love to go to that and uh, be sat right behind the dugout for that game. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a fair point in regards to Stevenage. Leighton Orient have also recruited very well. Northampton Town, I don't think you can ever immediately write off um, in, in this division. Barney, they are a bit of a, a yo-yo side in respect to they, they're either in League 2 or in League 1, but they're never one of those sides that are you know, rock bottom and, and just completely poor. They always give it a, a, a good go. The, the real... The question is, or the question mark is hovering above maybe Carlisle United. What, what can we expect from from this team? Again, they've made, they've made plenty of signings over the course of a summer transfer window to bolster their bolster their squad. But in terms of the, the teams around them, do they have enough to stay up? I'm, I'm not too sure on that one. It's really hard to tell, isn't it? When you've you've got a, a league as competitive as both League One and League Two, you you could argue that some teams who get promoted from League Two could almost get promoted straight from League One as well. Um, we've seen it happen, I'm sure, with, with teams like Luton. Didn't they get promoted back-to-back? Um, well, yeah, I mean, when Pompey were promoted into League One in 2017, Luton were in League Two, and now we're in the Premier League. So. Well, there you go. Um, I, I think, you, again, it's a hard team to judge. Um, they've got to make signings to make sure that they, they retain their League One status, and I'm sure um, if they've made any signings, it's going to be pivotal that they get off to a good start. Um, it, they're a team that... They've got a hardcore fan base as well, though. That you've got to be if you're up if you're that far northwest. Yeah, um, you've really got to be. Moving on to a, a couple of of the sides that were either promoted or relegated. They were in League One last season, carried over into this campaign. Brook. Um, but I want to highlight first of all Fleetwood, um, a side that, that that they had a fantastic run over the last sort of decade or two in regards to the various promotions. They were this unknown non-league entity for a, a whole number of years. They've been in League One now for I think it's now six years and, and, and counting um, under Andy Pilly. However. Big question marks over the, the ownership in re, in respect to the fact that Andy Pilly's been in a bit of trouble, um, and of course he he faces um, potentially some some criminal convictions there. So a big question mark over whether or not Fleetwood Town will be able to sustainably stay in this division for for much longer with the uh, with the uncertainty of the future off the pitch. Yeah, I mean with Fleetwood, they're one of them teams that are either surprisingly doing well or surprisingly doing poor. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at their squad on paper. Their their front line, Jaden Stockley and yeah. Jack Marriott. Yeah. That, that's just enough to fire 40, <laughs> 50 goals on a good season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Scott Brown as manager, he's he's done okay, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's a bit hard to judge, but again, they're a hard team to go to. They always seem to churn out results one way or another, and that's the thing with this league. There's a couple of teams like that that always seem to churn out results and make it a difficult game when you go there. That's another interesting manager, isn't it, Scott Brown? I'd love to see a room of Scott Brown, Joey Barton and Steve Evans. It's uh, If any of those games, when they're playing each other, that's got to be the shortest odds on managers getting a book in or sent <laughs> off the touchline. It's it? just the same that uh, Forrest Green just sat Ferguson, wasn't it? Put him in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, from, from, from Fleetwood to, um, to Peterborough, Barney, less uncertainty off the pitch. We know Darren McAntony every season seems to 
say that he's going to give up and, and, and sell the club or sell his shares in the club. I'm not quite sure where he stands about. He kind of backtracks on that decision every single season. Um, nonetheless, it's going to be a very difficult challenge for them to maintain what is quite usually a, a, a decent season. They're always there or thereabouts. Darren Ferguson seems to always win promotion when he comes to Peterborough United, so you can understand why they've recruited him. But in terms of actual players on the pitch, they've got um, uncertainty in regards to their stadium situation as well. It's not... They're not as in as much of a mess as the likes of Wigan and Reading, don't get me wrong, but I can't imagine it's you know, too smooth sailing over there either. So I, I think they'll, they'll also struggle this season, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the problem with these teams when they have any kind of off-the-field issues... Even if your squad is good, it can put that level of uh, negativity in the air that players might not play as well as they could because they, you know, why would they play for a director who doesn't want to invest and pay their wages? Um, you could look at that with Wigan as well. I'm sure we'll come to them too. But Wigan last season had an amazing squad yeah. um, and technically shouldn't have been relegated. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what you get. If you have that uncertainty, it, it does cause an air of negativity around the club in all forms. Yeah, Oxford United had a, a quite an underwhelming season last last year. Brooke um, at, at the wrong end of the table as far as they're concerned. Aside that in, in previous campaigns have been again up there in, in, in kind of that Peterborough area where they either creep into the playoffs or they're just outside of it. We remember back during the the COVID year of 2020, they beat us in the playoff semi-finals, eventually losing to Wickham at Wembley in the final. Um, they've got a lot to prove this season, having got rid of Carl Robinson last campaign and their really poor season. They've recruited well uh, as well. Um, I think it's Ruben Rodriguez they signed from Notts County, uh, a, a rumoured uh, Pompey target he was. They've they've been very efficient with their signings and they're another side who, off the back of a really poor campaign, they could they could be another side that could creep into the top six and completely turn their fortunes around. Yeah, I think with uh, Oxford, one of the big things for them is not just their on-field recruitment, but also getting Liam Manning in. He's uh, He does really well for the team, and you can see how he gets the team moving. I think there was a clip that was put up on Twitter the other day. Um, shout out Hancock Analysis, I think he, <laughs> he put it up. Um, and they're moving the ball around really well, and I think it was against a higher opposition. So he's got them playing a, a really good batch of football yeah. that's going to be hard for a lot of teams to break down. Charlton been underperforming in this division when you, you, you think of the, the size of a the club they are we know that the size of a club doesn't get you out of this division we know that with the likes of of course Sheffield Wednesday didn't immediately um, bounce back out of League One until last year Sunderland as well had a couple of seasons in this league Pompey have been it for seven years and <laughs> it, it doesn't guarantee a status of promotion but they are a club Barney that, that should be punching way above where they have been in previous campaigns which is just mid-table obscurity yeah but yeah again they're, they're another team that's had their their troubles they've had fan protests and uh, all sorts going on there to try and overhaul their board and ownership um i feel like there's a definite trend there though that i think a lot of pompey fans would say charlton oxford and peterborough are definitely three clubs that we've struggled against i would call mm. them almost bogey teams for us um often not finished above us yeah. but often defeated us yeah um, they are they are good teams, and you know we got comfortably beaten by Charlton last season. Yet somehow they didn't repeat that enough. Yeah. Uh, looking at the sides coming down, then Brook uh, Blackpool. Um, out of the three teams, they are the only side really you can look at and think, okay, they're, they're not in trouble. They've not got any real concerns off the pitch. They just don't quite have 
a big budget when you compare them to the likes of perhaps Pompey, Derby County, Bolton in, in this division. So although a side coming down from the championship and and you always look at them teams as potential rivals for promotion, do you think they'll be up there and competing for the top six or the automatics this season? Or do you think that there are better teams in this division? I think it's something their fans are going to expect, isn't it? I mean, quite the contrary to the likes of Charlton, Fleetwoods, they're just coming off the back of a fantastic sort of change within their board and you know things were really looking up for them so to be hit with that relegation it just really would have knocked them for six so they're going to want to be straight out of this league as quickly as they come down into it yeah and with Reading uh, Barney a, a big mess over there um, we know they've been, been threatened over the last few months with winding up petitions the HMRC have been on their back and when it comes to unpaid tax, they've recently, this week, been hit with another transfer embargo for exactly the same thing. They managed to recruit some good players. Very um, good players. Yeah, still it, got Andy Carroll on the books as well. Yeah, still got Andy Carroll on the books. They signed Lewis Wing as well. We know he'd done very well um, for, for Sheffield Wednesday recently. Um, but yeah, they had, they had a week or two where they could sign players. They managed to get a few names mm. in, but now they're suddenly hit with a transfer embargo. Um, we know Charlie Savage was reportedly going, or he has signed that he could turn back on that decision. There's rumours of that happening. They're interested in Tino Anjorin. Um I, I might have butchered the pronunciation of that name, so do correct me if I'm wrong. I've not actually um, had to pronounce his name before. We know Pompier interested. John Messino stated to be still wanting to pursue that one. The three teams reportedly interested in his signature were Pompey, Reading, who had now got a transfer embargo, and FC Volendam in, uh, in in Netherlands. So it's potentially a, a, a two a two way fight for this for this signing, but that's a bit of a tangent. Reading. Barney, they're in, they're in trouble. Will they be up there this season or not? I, th- I think um, with the signings they've made, if they can, if they've got some maybe some youth that they can pull through their academy system to to shore up and fill in when injury, injuries and suspensions occur, as it does with every team, um, they have got some really really good players. I mean, they've stolen two of Cambridge's best players in um, Harvey Nibs and Sam Smith. Um, that's that's two fantastic signings with with League One experience. Um, at, yeah, there's there's some fantastic squad there that you'd think that they should absolutely do well. Yeah. But again, there's that level of of un- uncertainty of what's going on with their club. Are they going to get the winding up order? Who knows? I mean, if you would have said five years ago that Junior Hoyler and Andy Carroll would be playing for Reading <laughs> against Pompey in League One, yeah. Junior Hoyler of his World Cup fame for Canada. It's it's mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they've got the players to be up there this season, but again, with the uncertainty off the pitch, um, does throw that question into a bit of doubt. So f- from Reading, Brook, on to Wigan Athletic. Minus eight points they start the campaign on. When will they learn that spending, or I said not spending, but throwing money at League One just to get out of it and not being sustainable in the Championship and coming straight back down with points deducted and... <sighs> The, the the future of a football club in the balance, but it, it it's a it's a difficult question because this has happened twice now under two different owners. Yeah, I mean, you really got to look at the due diligence that's being done prior to these people coming in. I mean, if us Pompey fans can say the most. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting Miguel Aziz in to come and try and take you out of the championship, there's something wrong there. You say that, but Barcelona were interested apparently this summer. Barcelona's B team, maybe, but yeah, true. We're going to a team, of course, um, you would expect to be up there this season, but with minus eight points, it's going to be difficult to try and claw that back. Um, 
it could have been worse. Could have been minus twelve. Could have been minus twenty or minus thirty. Luton found themselves in that situation um, quite a few years ago. Of course, um, will they be up there this season? That's the question, Brooke. Even with that minus eight points deduction, do you think they've got the quality in their squad to to maintain a promotion push? Yeah, absolutely. They're they're going to be thereabouts. That if you get off to a good run, that minus eight points is gone. Mm. Three games. Yeah. So it, you know, with this league, it's not you get a batch of ten games good results together and that can take you from relegation to promotion instantly so it's going to be how they put together a team I mean I'm not sure how many players they've lost or how many they've kept compared to what they was last season I mean recently with Jack Watmore being one of the ones that's turned up his contract they're going to be in a situation where they're sort of looking at their squad and thinking, is any more going to be doing that? Yeah, uh, failing to pay wages on time. And as you mentioned there, former Pompey defender Jack Watmore, um, tearing up his contract, he's left for club, as well as uh, Jamie McGrath as, as well. Um, potentially more on the way, you don't know. Um, but yeah, bit of a messy situation over at Wigan Athletic. We wish for more the best, of course, as we do with Reading. But as far as Pompey's uh, chances go uh, this season, Barney, a few big teams in this league. Quite a few of them are in a, a bit of mess. Sunderland are gone. Sheffield Wednesday are gone. Ipswich are gone. Is this time? Is this time that Pompey finally capitalised on having a not easy, but compared to previous seasons, it's a good opportunity now. Yeah. It, it's got that um, air about it, hasn't it? Like the Leicester season in the Premier League. It's got that air of uh, other teams on that in that change curve. Can we can we jump in there and take the opportunity while it's there? Um, You've lost some big teams up into the championship now that had spent big as well, like Ipswich last year. Um, it does feel like there's a prime, prime opportunity. And, you know, off the back of the conversation earlier, I, I much prefer having signed players permanently to loan signings. Um, I definitely sit on the other side of the fence to that, where I think if you sign players and they're your players, they're more committed to you, they're more committed to your fans. And, uh, you know, on paper, I believe they should then try harder and you'll get more from them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm massively in favour of the 12 signings being permanent, and and only the one loan signing, which I, again I think is a is a fair loan signing as a keeper. Um, yeah, I think it, we've got to do it. It's you put you put your heart and your soul and everything into it that you you want us to be up there in that top two. Um, and please don't put me through any kind of playoff pain <laughs> again. Right, after the break, we're going to get the uh, the predictions of both uh, Barney and Brooke um, when it comes to the League One table for this season, as well as score predictions. It's great to see that, say that again, isn't it, for Pompey's first game of the campaign against Bristol Rovers at Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon. We're also going to hear from Kirsty Roxanne, who takes us through greater detail into this week's opposition, as well as talk about some redevelopment work that's been happening at Fratton Park over the course of the pre-season at summer breaks. So do join us in just a few moments' time for the conclusion of the football hour this is the football hour 93.7 express fm the new stagecoach flexi 5 a bus ticket that works when you do for those who travel often but not every day these new flexible bus tickets are available as flexi 5 bundles of five day riders for the price of four and flexi 10 bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven flexi tickets are now available to download via the stagecoach bus app Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. 
very good evening. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you by our friends over at Stagecoach across the south. You can download their app now from the Apple app or Google Play Store or visit stagecoachbus.com for more information. Right, moving on then, of course, it is the eve of the new football campaign for Pompey Bristol Rovers at Fratton Park um, await the Blues for the opening day of the 2023-2024 campaign. We've heard from the likes of uh, Andrew Barnard and Brooks Medley this evening. Evening, We're going to get the final thoughts of them too and myself in just a few moments' time. But now it's time to hear from Kirsty Roxanne for the first time this season. She's been delving deeper into Joe Barton's side. After a summer of new sign-ins and pre-season friendlies, the Blues are back at Fratton Park to kick off the 2023-24 campaign with John Messino at the helm for the start of his first full season in management. For this curtain raiser, the Blues play host to Bristol Rovers. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. There's an air of excitement developing around PO4 with more work to the Milton End completed over the summer and Pompey's rounding pre-season off with four wins, a draw and two defeats. Let's hope they can start this season with a win and get the fans back in the boys for the Rhodes promotion. Manager. Former professional footballer Joey Barton is at the helm of the gas. He began his football career in 2002 with Manchester City after working his way up through the youth system and ended up making over 150 appearances for the club. Barton then went on to play for Newcastle United for four years before joining Queen's Park Rangers who he helped to win promotion to the Premier League. However, when QPR got relegated again in 2015, Barton was released and signed a one-year deal with Burnley, helping them also to win promotion to the top flight before leaving to join Rangers in 2016. The controversial figure started his managerial career at Fleetwood Town. He then left the club in 2021 with the club 10th in League One. He was appointed as the manager of Bristol Rovers when the club was in a relegation battle. Rovers were relegated to League Two and Barton was awarded League Two Manager of the Month in March 2022. A few months later, Barton signed a new three-year contract extension to keep him at the club until 2026. You won't see him at Fratton Park this weekend as he is serving a touchline ban that is carried over from last season. One to watch. 24-year-old midfielder Luke Thomas needs to be closely monitored by the Blues this weekend. The Rovers' number 11 reunited with the club on a free transfer from Barnsley over the summer. He had spent four years with the Tykes who loaned him out on two occasions over that period. One of those loan spells was with Bristol Rovers who enjoyed his services during the 2021-22 campaign where he made 28 appearances for the club. Top scorer. Welsh striker Aaron Collins was the top goalscorer for the Gas last season, scoring 16 goals and assisting 11. Collins joined Rovers on a two-year deal in 2021 following the expiration of his contract with Forest Green, scoring his first goal for the club with an incredible strike from 25 yards to make it 3-3 in the 115th minute of an FA Cup first round tie with Oxford United. Aaron Collins scored his first career hat-trick against Rochdale to secure Rovers' League 2 automatic promotion hopes. Collins recently signed a new two-year contract extension to his existing deal, keeping him at the club until 2025. At last season's EFL award ceremony, Collins was awarded League 1 Player of the Season and was also named in the League 1 Team of the Season. He also won the Bristol Rovers Player of the Year award at the end of the campaign for his efforts contributing to becoming the club's top goalscorer. Current form. Rovers' pre-season friendlies ended in an accumulation of four wins and one defeat. Joey Barton has made eight new signings this season, with five of these being on a free transfer. The Gas finished their first season back in League One last time out in 17th position out of 24, securing 53 points from 14 wins, 11 draws and 21 defeats. 
So will this finally be the year the Blues achieve promotion after seven seasons in League One? It's almost time to find out and it all starts right here with all of the immiscible action on Pompey Live. Big thank you to Kirsty for supplying us with that um, greater insight into Bristol Rovers for gas. Uh, we mentioned there that eight new signings over the course of the summer transfer window. Top goal scorer Aaron Collins will be wanting to continue to bring over that record from last season into this campaign. One to look out for tomorrow for sure. Um, much like his Colby Bishop, to be fair, Brooke. Um, we, we finally got our 20-plus goal a season man in, in Colby. Now the important thing to, for, for him to do this campaign is to really keep that keep that up and remain consistent to ensure that he, he achieves that kind of level this season as well. Yeah, I mean, coming off the back of the season that he's just had, he's going to be gunning to do it again, isn't he? Um, it's nice to, to sit here and, although we've lacked it in the slightly behind positions from striker but it's nice to sit here and say that we've got a striker that can guarantee to get goals this season I think we was going through one point where we had a tough spell where we were struggling to get goals out of anyone who was chosen as that uh, pinpoint as the attack but yeah it's uh, it's nice to know that we're we're reliant in what we've got yeah before the break, lads, we were talking about the um, the League One table as a whole and the teams that are going to be in this division this season, the sides coming down from the Championship and the teams coming up from League Two and a couple of featured names in there as well for those who have remained from last campaign um, and their potential chances this season. Um, over the course of a break, I asked you to draft your um, top six prediction and your bottom four as well. And if you haven't got Pompey in any of those, then I want to know where you've got Pompey to finish. But I'd like to think... You've got Pompey in your top six. Hopefully not your bottom four, Barney. Um, I'm going to ask you for your relegation fodder first. Who are you going for? Who do you think? Okay, so based on sort of performances last year, trying to factor in some of their sign-ins, some of the uncertainty in their clubs going on at the moment, I'm relegating. I wish it was that easy. Uh, <laughs> Cheltenham, Fleetwood, Port Vale and Wigan. Got Wigan to go down? Oh. You think? Yeah, I, I, I think the wheels are going to fall off up there. Um, it, it's not a huge fan base. They are. I, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. A, <laughs> a, a slightly more fickle fan base yep. of those Northwest clubs. Um, I've been to one of their games as a as a neutral, and it was a shambles of an attendance for yeah. a championship game. Um, yeah, I, I I think the wheels are coming off big time up there. Agree with Cheltenham perhaps as well. Losing Alfie May is a, is, a, yeah. is a big loss for them. Port Vale, yeah, that's... just don't think they looked very strong last year. They no. had a couple of good performances, but again, um, you've, it's got to be more consistent than a, than a couple. Yeah. It's got to be pretty regular in this league to, to even stand a chance of staying up, let alone getting into the top six. And um, I, d- I don't see it with a, a team like them. Fair enough. Brooke, who do you think are going to go down this season? Oh, in no particular order. I've got Cambridge, Carlisle, Cheltenham and Exeter. Exeter. Mm. Okay. I think they've uh, they they had a very good core group last year. Um, I think the likes of Jay Stansfield, um, Giovanni Brown when he was there. Um, they they've lost a lot of that, and I don't think they've replenished it very well. So I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle this season. Mm. Well, I haven't got any of the promoted sides or the relegated sides going down uh, this season. Um, I've got. Cheltenham, again, similar reason to yourself. Barney losing Alfie May, I think it's going to be massive for them, uh, but not a good way. Uh, Fleetwood, I've got going down purely just because of the off-field issues. I, 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 I struggle to think how they're going to cope with that. Could be proven wrong. My predictions are always horrific and they could end up finishing the playoffs and winning the thing. Um, I've got Burson as 23rd. 
I'll be honest. Just Burton. Burton, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 what have they got to offer? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, Cambridge United as well. I've got them in the bottom four. Um, I don't think they're gonna. Don't think they're gonna stay up. And they've got one of the worst press boxes in in the country. So I yeah. hope they go down. Um, not that it matters because Pompey are gonna go up. So it doesn't matter if it go down actually. So, but no, that's that's my bottom four. Um, I've just a shout. I've got Wigan in seventeenth. I don't think they're gonna be pulling up trees. I don't think they're gonna go down either. But I just think they're gonna have a. I think they'll probably take that considering what's going off uh, off the pitch. Um, Barney, I'm going to ask for your top two before okay. going for your playoffs. So uh, my top two, I've got I've gone with Derby to win the league. Yep. I think they looked fantastic last season at times. They'll have felt unlucky to, to have not done better. Um, so yeah, I've got Derby to win the league. And I've got to do it, haven't I? I've got Pompey in second. <laughs> um, I think if, we, if the squad can come together, yeah. if we can get them to gel, um, get them to play as well as... They individually have seen, we've seen, sorry, they can. Yeah. Then um, I think the, the players like Yengi are so exciting. That's a fantastic find and purchase, I think, if we yeah. can keep him fit. Um, so I know there were some worries around that from some of the fans over in, in Australia. Then, mm. uh, then yeah, I think Pompey getting second. What about your, um, your, your playoff teams? Okay, so my playoff teams, I've gone with uh, Bolton, um, mm. Charlton, yep. Reading. Because I think their starting squad they've got at the moment is, is fantastic. It, just, yep. it depends what goes on with their amb- ambiguity. Um, and <laughs> I've got the opposite with you two. I've gone with Cambridge in sixth as the surprise outfit. Wow! I tell you what, I went. I went. I'm originally I'm a Cambridgeshire boy. Okay. I, I went to see Cambridge versus Ipswich last week, and Cambridge comfortably outplayed Ipswich for great portions of that game. They looked very good. They got some great new signings. Mm. A couple of familiar ex Pompey players. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think Cambridge are going to be your shock outfit this season. Oh, there you go. You heard it here first. I like it. I like it. I like <laughs> the outside shouts. Um, I've got them to finish rock bottom. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Brooke, your top two. Uh, I've also got Derby winning the league. Mm-hmm. I think um, that they they should have done it last year. I think it was a case of they just got pipped by two very good teams. Yeah. Um, I've got Bolton finishing seconds. Okay. Um, and then playoffs, I've got Oxford third, Ooh. Pompey fourth, okay. Barnsley and Blackpool. Okay. Okay. I just think, like I said earlier, I think Oxford's playing a very good football. It's yep. going to be half the teams to break down. They're going to get a lot of points this season. Um, I, I think Pompey are going to be Pompey. They're not going to make it easy for us. <sighs> Never. It's going to be a case of we're going to do really well, fall off a little bit, really well again, and then it'll give us a little bit of a nervy end, but we'll stick in there. Fair enough. I've gone for a top two. Bolton to win the league, Derby County second. Um, I think two very popular um, predictions for that top two. For, for the playoffs, I've gone for Barnsley in third, Pompey fourth, same as yourself, Brooke, um, Charlton fifth, Blackpool sixth. Just outside, I've got Reading, Oxford and Peterborough. I don't think Peterborough are going to be in the top six this season, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Pompey in, uh, Pompey in fourth position. I've not gone for a playoff winner because that's, uh, well, I didn't ask the question, but yeah, who knows? It'd be nice if we can win the playoffs, but hopefully um, we can finish in the, in second like you predicted, Barney, didn't you? Um, that'd be nice. And avoid that playoff lottery. But yeah, my opinion, I think Bolton and Derby are going to be, uh, be, be a bit, bit too strong for, for Pompey to try and keep up with. But who knows? I could be proven wrong like I quite often am. Um, very quickly, before we do wrap up the show, I do want to um, 
touch upon a comment which was made uh, at the BBC Radio Solent Fan Forum on Monday night in the Victory Lounge at Fratton Park. A fantastic occasion, as it quite often is, the BBC Solent Fans Forum at Fratton Park. A panel consisting of Jay Sadler, the Pompey women's manager, uh, John Mussina, of course, the first team head coach at Pompey, Andrew Cullen and John and uh, Marlon Pack as well, the new captain at Portsmouth Football Club. There's been a bit of controversy following that fans forum and uh, a, a quote that was taken a little bit out of context uh, from John Mussina who uh, the, the the quote that was taken out of context was pretty much John Mussino saying that he doesn't think it's going to be a failure if Pompey don't go up this season but for clarity and I've been allowed to play this by um, our good friend and colleague Andrew Moon from BBC Radio Soda so thank you to him just want to play the full clip um, so you can just get a, a bit more of an understanding as to what John Mussino actually said <laughs> I think I'll take that one. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the short answer is the short answer is that we we, we desperately want to get promoted and we want to be competitive at the at the top of the league. There's there's no doubt about that. If we don't go up for whatever reason this year, um, I don't think we're going to sit here and, and say it's a failure. I, I guess it entirely depends on the nature of the season and and how things pan out. Um, it is very, very difficult to get out of this league, um, having played in here for many, many seasons and tried every year. And I would say there are probably 12 to 14 sides this season who are going to be sitting in the same spot as we are, not in t the same in terms of club size, but they're going to be sitting in the same spot as we are thinking, you know what, we're going to have a real go at going up this year. So pretty much the gist of that is John Messino saying it's not going to be a failure depending on how it unfolds. Barney, which wasn't mentioned on, on Twitter in the quote that had been posted. And he's not wrong. I, I get it. He's not going to come out and say, yes, we're going to win the league. Because if we don't win the league, then on his head be it. Mm. But he's come out and pretty much said what we all think. Yeah. If Pompey finish third on 98 points and we get pegged to it by goal difference, that's a damn right good season mm. and we'd be unlucky. Yeah. So you've got to look at the context. If we finish 19th, then yes, it's a failure. It's, it's very good. That's press all he training. meant. Yeah, it's very good press <laughs> training, isn't it? At the yeah. end of the day, he's got to cover his own his own back. Um, he wants us to get promoted. That that would be, I'm sure, the target in his job description. Um, however, yeah, he's going to want to keep his job if it doesn't go uh, as, as clean as as we'd all want it to go. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. Just wanted to clear it up. If you haven't heard before. <laughs> The full situation, that is what John Mussino said. It, there's no conspiracy. Brooke, Pompey wants to get out of this division. It makes no sense not to. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny old game. Uh, absolute Twitter and that, isn't it? Where throughout the whole of this preseason, the aim has always been promotion, promotion, promotion. It's never been mentioned otherwise. And then the first time there's some sort of doubt and something that can be interpreted that, you know, if we don't go up, it's not considered a failure everyone piles on yeah. but you know uh, I'm optimistic I think certainly like you touched on earlier it's not a it's not a weak uh, league one but it's certainly the best it's looked in a very good few years so we're on for a good season I think basis of this is the club don't want to put a label and a target on John Messino's head and say yes we're going to win the league if not he's out the door that's not what they're that's not how they're operating but that doesn't mean to say they don't want to get out of, get out of this division because the championship is a very rich and wealthy division, um, even if it kind of costs to be in it. But that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Um, very, very quickly, Barney, a, a lot of development work happened at Fratton Park over the course of pre-season. The Milton end is looking fantastic. 
I think regardless of your opinion on what it looks like and the design of it, the fact of the matter is it looks cleaner and tidier and a lot more professional and respectable than it did previously. Yeah, I think that, that word professional is very key. Um, I can imagine a lot of teams, especially, you know, air quote, bigger teams, would come to that, that Milton end mm. and, and laugh. Yeah. It's not a championship, definitely not a Premier League away end, is it? Hasn't been for some time. Um, so, yeah, that it needed that money being spent on it. Um, that, you know, there was all sorts of restraints on there. We couldn't serve alcohol um, for the away fans because otherwise they'd have been in view of the pitch with it. Yeah. Um, and and that things like that are basic income revenues yeah. for the team on match days. So, um, yeah, it, it needed to get sorted and, and it's looking great. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, the lift being installed in the corner of Milton End and North Stand as well is going to serve for disabled supporters for both home and away fans. Um, away fans being able to have disabled supporters within their away end as well rather than just dumping them at, bo- at the bottom of Fratton End is, uh, is something you would have thought would have been done years ago. You mentioned there the facilities as well, a bigger concourse, um, kiosks actually at the top of the stairs rather than having to go to the top of the stairs of the concourse and then going down to the side, round by the corner, because you can't have beer or alcohol in the view of the pitch. So simple things like that just makes makes Fratton Park actually look nice, really. Uh, just, I can't really label it any better, any better than that. If you go round behind the Milton End tomorrow afternoon before the game against Bristol Rovers, if you hadn't seen it already, you haven't seen the updates since it was just left to, to, to rot essentially um, then yeah it just looks a whole a whole lot better regardless I think in my opinion of your of your thoughts on, on, on how they've designed it yeah um, just moving on now then quickly before we do get your score predictions for tomorrow um, Bristol Rovers opening day form Brooke of recent years have you seen it? Uh, I haven't no, no it's uh, not great oh uh, no tell a lie uh, have they not won in like 13 years? so Bristol Rovers have currently got the worst opening day record over the past 10 years of any side currently in the top four leagues. So out of the 92, they are the worst team on opening day. Their last 10 matches in that decade period, they've drawn two, lost eight. They haven't won a game. And you have to go back to August 2011 to go and find the last time the gas secured an opening day victory. That was a 3-2 win away at AFC Wimbledon in League 2. And even that was an 85th minute winner from the uh, penalty spot. And before that, I think this uh, source I'm looking at here doesn't tell me, but from memory, before that, I think it was way back in 2006, they previously won a, an opening day fixture. So, yeah, it, it's just horrific. And they play Pompey on the opening day, so you can all... See what's going to happen. Here, <laughs> I was going to say it's got four nil all over, hasn't it? But, yeah, for, but nil four all over. But for who? Chris yeah. Kamara. Yeah, um, to, haven't won a game in ten years. Enter Portsmouth Football Club. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we we've got to be coming out the blocks, haven't we? <clears throat> yeah. I think it's it's going to be the fans are going to be vital to this as long as they start off well, carry on well as they always do. I think it's going to be a comfortable three one. Three one. Thank you very much, Brooke, for your score prediction. Um, Barney, what do you reckon? I've got to say it. You know, I've got a oh, rep, got oh, a rep it's Here got, we go. It's going to be 4-0 written all over well, it. Well, he's on the show Monday, spoiler alert. So <laughs> we're going to get another 4-0 written all over <laughs> it on Monday. I, I'm, I just want to be confident. I want, you know, to put the positive vibes out there. That, yeah. Like uh, Brooke just said, I think that the fans have got to be um, behind the team. No matter how tight of a game it is, let's just cheer them all on and, and hope we get a, a big positive win to start the season. We need a statement win, don't yeah, we? statement yes. win is it. Yeah, all right. I'll go five nil then. <laughs> Statement. Could I change mine to six? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm a highest bidder. Um, right, thank you very much uh, to both Brooke and Barney. Barney, first of all, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me Pleasure as always. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Um, Brooke, likewise to yourself, my friend. Thank you very much for coming in for your debut, and I hope you'll be joining us again sometime soon. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, so that is it for tonight's edition of the Football Hour. Uh, then uh, I've just mentioned there to to Barney, Tom Chapel from Fornell, written all over it, making his Football Hour return on Monday night when we come back to hopefully review what will be a victory for the Blues over Bristol Rovers tomorrow afternoon. He'll be joined by Pepe Lacey from six through till seven o'clock, and we'll also have an exclusive interview with uh, with somebody. I'm not going to name who. But keep your eyes peeled on social media this weekend. I will reveal all when Pompey Live returns tomorrow afternoon from two o'clock. But as far as tonight is concerned, that is it. That is all we've got time for here on the Football Hour. Big, big thank you once again to both Barney and to Brooke for joining us on the show this evening. It's been a pleasure to have them both uh, with us over the course of the last 60 minutes or so. As of course, it's been a pleasure to have you back home tuning in and getting involved via the social media channels as well. Thank you ever so much as always to our very loyal listeners for doing so and any listeners new as well we really appreciate you tuning in and catching us tonight we'll be back on monday evening from six o'clock i've mentioned it earlier i'll be joined alongside tom chapel and pepe lacy to hopefully review what we wish to be a victory for pompey over bristol rovers on the opening day at fratton park tomorrow afternoon and we'll also have that exclusive interview all to be revealed when pompey live returns tomorrow afternoon live here on 93.7 Express FM from 2 o'clock. Don't miss that one and uh, also stay tuned to our social media channels. I'll be revealing all on there over the course of the next 24 hours or so as well. Coming up next here on Express FM is Express Floor Fitters. But until next time, Pompey fans, have yourselves a fantastic evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and enjoy the return of football. Pompey back in action tomorrow. Feels good to say that, doesn't it? Take care. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Football Hour.